Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are we ready? You're listening to Hollywood on Motorcycle Madhouse on iTunes and all major podcasting platforms. Your online radio. The new online radio that makes you happy. Even the other stations are tuned in too. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go! What's up, you hooligans? Welcome to Motorcycle Madhouse Radio. As you heard, we are on Spotify and iTunes. It is awesome over there. Thanks for all the support. www.motorcyclemadhouse.com Today we have a very, very special segment. It is with Judge. Now, Judge is a guy who uh, I've known for uh, quite some time and a real good guy. He was with a major club. That's what I can say. I don't give out the, the club names. I uh, It was real interesting. I got to talk to uh, the club in uh, question because uh, I do a lot of background on people to make sure they are who they are. And it was a wonderful conversation with that club. Uh, he's actually a vice president at, of that club. And we're going to be talking about the erosion of brotherhood. Actually, he is. We're going to have him on the show uh, come Wednesday and we're going to give that interview out. It's going to be a great interview uh, with Judge. He's done some interviews with us in the past. Uh, we're going to have him on the Graybeard se- uh, segment. And by the way, if you're a Graybeard, been around a long time, love to interview you, t- talk about the uh, old days. And uh, yeah, I wish I lived in the old days, man, like the 60s, 70s, 80s. I, got, I came in in the 90s, so it was just starting to change with all the rubs and stuff like that but uh, one of the subjects on this segment is going to be the erosion of brotherhood and I cannot find anybody better than to ask judge about this subject because he was in one of the major clubs and he lived it man so let's go to that segment and uh, afterwards we're going to be talking about you know, I touched on this before about motorcycle clubs in the neighborhoods and stuff and what it used to mean because everybody knows crime goes down when a clubhouse comes in, but that's going to be on uh, the next segment. Hi, everybody. For those of you that don't know me, my name is Judge. I am the uh, chief administrator for another Facebook group called Bikers and Brotherhoods. And <clears throat> one of the questions that 
we get a lot, and I know Hollywood gets a lot, he's addressed it several times, um, exactly what is brotherhood and does it still exist? Well, brotherhood first has to do with loyalty and respect. I have to uh, respect you uh, to even consider you a brother. Now, loyalty, uh, that's, that's something that comes with time, as does sometimes respect. But here's the thing. We are seeing an eroding of it in our biker world these days. And one of the prime examples, Hollywood's talked about this before, you've seen the news stories. When I was in a major motorcycle club many years ago, it was known that if you committed a crime, you did the time. I mean, if a judge said you were gonna do 10 years, you did 10 years, um, but you didn't take a plea deal or a deal from the prosecutors uh, to roll over on your brothers to get a shorter time. You just didn't do that. That was the respect, the brotherhood that you had, which was, I did the crime, I'll do the time. And old Beretta TV series, he used to say, if you can't do the time, don't do the crime. And <clears throat> so we're seeing that a lot, a lot of different news stories, and some from major clubs where somebody rolls over to get themselves less of a sentence. That's not brotherhood. Let me give you an, another example in this age of uh, social media. I was a member of another Facebook group for just under a year. And I thought it was the way to go. I mean, uh, we grew rather rapidly, got up around 2,000 members in a short amount of time. Um, and, and the one thing you will know if you ever meet me and talk to me is I will never lie to you. I will tell you the exact truth, who I am, what I am, where I'm from, uh, what I've done, what I hope to do. I have never lied to the people that know me, and that's all there is to it. Some of them, uh, the, the leader of the group and his uh, uh, second-in-command, I guess you'd say, um, uh, they even referred to me as brother. And uh, so I thought there was a bond there. Well, it came a time six, seven months down the road when I had a disagreement with the head honcho of that Facebook group. Now, we didn't do this on the group itself. We did this through Messenger. And it became very clear that his rules were, you know, my way or the highway. And while I can respect that philosophy in a lot of situations, it became clear to me that nobody else could really voice an opinion opposed to his um, or, or you, you know, just got a shitstorm thrown at you. So I decided that I was going to leave that group. Now, there had been a running um, keyboard battle uh, between Hollywood and this other group, and it went on for some time. And what I had said in the group I was in was, and again, this was on Messenger, not, not in public. I said, look, if we just let it go, it'll go away. Just ignore it. Because that's sometimes the best way to get rid of somebody who's being antagonistic is just ignore them. Well, uh, I was uh, chastised for that opinion, and I realized I'm not going to get anywhere in this group if I don't have 
any kind of opinion or if I'm not allowed to have any kind of opinion other than just uh, walking in lockstep with fearless leader. So I dropped out of the group. Now, here's where that word brotherhood got watered down. First of all, let me say that while I was in that group, I had no communications with Hollywood whatsoever. I uh, followed, you know, I'd watch videos on Insane Throttle or whatever so that I knew exactly what they were carping about back and forth. But I never had any communication with him at all. In fact, the first time I reached out to Hollywood was a month or so after I left that other group. And I just reached out to him to tell him I had left them, that I realized uh, the direction that I felt they were going and, and that it was wrong. And he welcomed me aboard, but not right away. Let me tell you what Hollywood did. He did a little background search on me. He contacted some members of the club I rode with and the club I was a, a chapter vice president of, and they verified everything that I had said. And so the reason I mention that is because we had had several people in the other group that were <clears throat> uh, messaging Hollywood with videos or whatever that we had posted over there. And then he would respond and you can see how it got going there. And uh, the minute I left the other group, Oh, then it started. And the only way I found out about it was because people continued to send uh, uh, screenshots and videos from that other site to Hollywood. And you know what? After he and I linked up, he sent them to me. So I knew what everybody said. And they turned on me like a pack of wolves. I wasn't who I said I was. I couldn't have done this. I couldn't have done that. Uh, one dude's a Old lady even said, well, I looked at his tattoos and I didn't see anything that said he was in the club. She gave two seconds of, of looking in my general direction and the rest of the time uh, uh, she was just, uh, well, I, I won't say what I was gonna say. I don't wanna start a storm over that. But bottom line is they turned on me like a pack of wolves and all of a sudden I was the rat that was sending everything to Hollywood and it just, it was insane. I looked at this, I didn't respond to any of them because I just thought, okay, that's where their head is at. But do you see what I'm saying here? They called me brother, they accepted me in and the minute I didn't agree with them, all of a sudden I was the bad guy. So they're not only not the solution, they may in fact be part of the problem. Needless to say, our group, Bikers and Brotherhoods, is growing by leaps and bounds. We're up around 13,000 members now, and we screen them, and, and uh, uh, certainly not as close as that other group, apparently, because their numbers uh, fell by uh, uh, 90%. They, they started kicking people out. And here's the thing, they thought some of these people might be rats and, and telling Hollywood what they were doing. Well, guess what? He's still getting screenshots and videos anytime that they do something. So guess what? Not only was I not the rat, apparently those other people weren't either. And you still got rats. Call Decon, you know, get Terminex out to your place. Maybe you can clean out your website and it'll just get down to two or three of you and 
then you can run it however you want. But that's what's happened to brotherhood. And it not only happens on the street, apparently it happens on Facebook too. I hope you have a great day. Check out our site if you want to, Bikers and Brotherhoods. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, uh, uh, we're not a marketplace. We don't buy and sell parts or, or you know, gremlin bells or anything. Uh, we're just bikers from all over the world that are together for a common cause. I hope you have a great day, and we'll talk to you soon. And welcome back. That was Judge. Again, we're going to be interviewing him. A lot of what he said, uh, it should hit home. The erosion of brotherhood has been something. It it surely has uh, eroded because everybody used the term brother, brotherhood now. And most people don't even know what it means. It's a sad state of affairs, I think, in the biker uh, community because of... Uh, how can I say it? These new guys that are coming into the scene, you know, the ones that get the Harley Davidson and next thing you know, they're getting the leathers or they're getting road bike. You know, it could be any road bikes. It don't even have to be Harley Davidson. And I actually think that's great because it brings more people in to uh the scene because to me it don't matter what you ride as long as you got two wheels and i don't even mind the the sport bikes what am i talking about i used to have one too and i'll probably have a backup one because you know i like racing and stuff but it it, it 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 it's really disappointing that the younger kids didn't get to see what i got to see see i was raised up in the lifestyle after uh the street gang stuff by old timers from Vietnam and there's no better people than the Vietnam generation they got so much knowledge so much knowledge it is unreal and I know a lot of them have to be disappointed in how everything's turned out I know in 94 when and there's nothing wrong with rubs man they got their place within the lifestyle hey if you got again you got two wheels you love motorcycling you love riding, uh, who cares? That's what I say. Just be you. Don't be somebody you're not. I think that's a point that a lot of people don't get is be you. But as far as brotherhood's concern, when they started coming in, they bought this image that Harley-Davidson and other companies were putting out there, I think, and they took it to the extreme just to fit in and that's the problem with people now they want to fit in so bad that they go out there and not be themselves you know i always thought you know with the uh, like hog stuff uh it's great organization and stuff but i believe that harley davidson uses it to sell their motorcycles or to keep you notice how they have the hog meetings over at the dealership, so you're always having the members at that dealership, and guess what? You build uh, brand loyalty. You also sell a lot of stuff, man. Everything from the apparel to motorcycle parts. Basically, you know, them being in there all the time, maybe they'll get a 10% discount or something, but it just is a big thing that the manufacturer you know, made up, and it goes all the way back to the beginning because that's a lot of uh, the riding club started out was through the manufacturers. Again, it's a great marketing deal, I believe. But the thing about it is, they're pushing this image, 
and you got people out there that you know were never taught that brotherhood meant something it wasn't just a word it wasn't just it wasn't just an image it meant something to people and i think that's what goes along to what judge was talking about you know i know facebook groups are facebook groups but i know that judge went and met a couple of these people and he had a good time from what he said but then all of a sudden because he started talking with insane throttle again they uh black eyed him man they blackballed him they were accusing him of being a rat Do you imagine that a rat uh, somebody in a Facebook group's a rat, I guess, because they were putting out the news to us. They were giving us news. So we reported on it, especially with who the, the guy was that's running this damn thing. And I truly believe, you know, it's hip. I'm not going to even get into the group part, but it's hypocritical with a lot of the stuff they talk about, especially uh, knowing who the guy is and... How he goes about stuff, let's just put it that way. Just like Judge said, hey, if you got an opinion, you don't get to express it unless it's his opinion. Everybody knows on Insane Throttle, man, I don't censor people. I let you go through with what you guys got to say, wrong or not wrong, or somewhere in the, in the middle. You get to express your opinions. I'm not going to go out there and bash you for it or call you a rat uh you know it was actually in this group they ask a question i guess do you follow insane throttle man talk about freaking paranoia man that's that's funny stuff have to ask a question for a facebook group and it is a facebook group uh i do think that they got their places now because of the internet stuff it's a great way to network it's a great way to go out and meet people and ride man i know that's what judges groups about is you know some of the guys locally wherever they are get together and go ride so it's a great thing but when you take it to the extreme where you're trying to uh, educate people on stuff and you're starting to for one how do you educate people without having differences of opinion especially with a guy who rode with a major one percenter club back in the day when it was back in the day, man. He went through uh, some stuff, Vietnam, the whole nine yards. And here you don't think you can give an opinion to a guy with uh, that kind of credentials. You are freaking stupid and a moron. You know, what I love is debate. I love when debate is out there. Because it helps solve problems. Now, a lot of my positions, people don't agree with. And again, I it's not gospel when it comes to me. I, it's just an opinion. An opinion are like assholes. Everybody has one. And I think that's hopefully what people take out of what I do is the best of my knowledge I give the opinion. If I report something messed up or... If it gets, you know, uh, an opinion might be wrong or whatever, I'll make sure to correct that opinion where a lot of people don't want to do that. You know, they got these this pride issue or they got this smugness that they believe that they got to keep up and they're just not being real. And that's the problem with people not being real these days. 
So I think the erosion of brotherhood has to do with that. I think it has to do with a lot of these new jacks coming in, thinking, I call them the sons of anarchy uh, generation. They think that's how it's supposed to be. If you noticed in that show, I used to cringe, brother this, brother that, brother this. I think they went real overboard with that. And let's face it, entertainment you know, usually hits on the streets, man. People get these ideals that just ain't real. It's not real. Brothers, you should call uh, maybe a handful of them. I know with uh, brotherhood or brother, I won't call anybody that unless I've known them a very long time. Went through some stuff. That's what proves brotherhood. So, when Judge went to this gathering, they were all calling him brother. They were all loving him to death. Then you have, you know, the dis disagreements. Then all of a sudden, he ain't a brother. See how quick that, that, that actually goes to the wayside? Well... I was just calling you a brother last week, then all of a sudden you don't agree with me, so now you're not a brother, now you're a rat. You actually, like he was talking about some woman, I guess, seen uh, him at this gathering and said, well, you're not who you are, you know, after he left the group. Well, it's kind of funny if you know who we know at Insane Throttle and can verify it, this dude's 100% real. And they actually laughed on the other side of the line when I said, hey, man, this is what's being said. Is this dude, was he a VP? And they said, you damn right he was, and he's one of the most stand-up freaking guys there are. And I'm not just saying that because I like Judge. This came from them. One of the things a lot of people don't realize is we do have contacts within them club scenes all over the world, and we'd find out real quick who to. So, once they verified him, that's when I brought Judge back and all that good stuff. And it was just the stories you heard. How it used to be, how brotherhood used to really be. So, it's, it, it was kind of upsetting that that happened to him. But, hey, that's the world we live in now. If somebody wants to put it to where their only opinion matters, well... They're a bunch of morons and idiots, and they really have no life. If that's the kind of stuff you got to do on these Facebook groups, yeah, right, whatever, man. Again, they have some of their place, but most of the time, you're going to find some fake people on these uh, groups. That's why I think I like how Judge does his group. He, he verifies people, makes sure they who they are. And having that many people in his group, that's a pretty good start, man, right there, especially when you're screening your people. But he likes debate as well as I do or anybody else does. And he don't hold other people's opinions against him. But anyway, I also wanted to address another subject because I know I did a video the other day about, you know, certain incidences that motorcycle clubs go through. And... How they are being portrayed just because of a few other people that go out there and cause all kinds of havoc. And it actually isn't right that they're freaking profiled the way they are. But here's the deal. You know, I talked to another man that I highly respect. 
I'm talking highly respect. He's been in this club 45 freaking years. And the reason why I respect him is there, this man right behind me, J.R. Reed, he was the national with the Sons of Silence Motorcycle Club. And one of JR's biggest thing was peace among clubs. He actually got involved in the beginning with uh, Nor uh, the National Confederation of Motorcyclists. But his ultimate goal was peace. You cannot respect this man any... He, he has to be one of the most influential uh, men that's ever rode in the club scene. The ideals that he had, the things that he tried to get accomplished, and he passed away a man of honor. There is nobody that even came close to what his beliefs were and how he wanted the, the club scene to come together. So you can have nothing but respect for that man. But anyway, I was talking to this fella. And again, I don't mention names and all that crap. But the ideals were just like JR's. And you can tell it was sincere. A lot of people nowadays, you can tell if they're sincere or, or not. But this man is sincere, and man, have I learned so much from him. But anyway, we got talking about how it used to be in the old days, especially with uh, Leo. It used to have a time when the Leo and actually the clubs worked to, uh, you know, make sure there was an understanding. You, you know, he told me a story where a county sheriff, where he actually got, uh, he came up on him and this dude's, uh, actually he was a deputy at a time, new deputy, came up on, uh, <laughs> He, uh, the guy came up on this new deputy and he was over there banging the sheriff's wife. So the deputy pulled him over and said, well, how much is this going to cost me? What do you want, what you need from me? And he says, what are you talking about? Well, how, what are you going to do? What, you know, what do I have to do to get out of this? I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, you know, am I under arrest or am I getting a ticket? And the cop says, well, No. Okay, but then again, he said, well, why, what do I have to do? He says, I don't know what you're talking about. If I'm not under arrest or I'm not getting a ticket, I'm leaving. So it ended like that. A few years later, they put a clubhouse in an area, and it was in, and by that time, this deputy became sheriff. Put a clubhouse in the area, and everybody knows when a motorcycle club puts a clubhouse in somebody's area, crime just plummets, man. Because motorcycle clubs do not allow that kind of stuff around them. And I can speak for this in Chicago. The Northside uh, Clubhouse of the AOA was not in the best of uh, the area. And by the way, that was a legendary clubhouse. It wasn't in the best area. But you know what? With it had to be a what a couple blocks of that clubhouse, nothing was allowed to pop off. Nothing. Nobody messed around, and you know, little old ladies like you know this one guy said actually came to the clubhouse and thanked him. You know, uh, he was talking about 
how the uh, older ladies used to come, bring cookies during a party, and then you had to try to get them to leave because they had that twinkle in their eye and stuff. And the club members like, hey, okay, you know, thanks for the cookies. You know, you know how they get with that kind of stuff when you see uh, older women. But the neighborhood was safe, and what actually happened was they were in a rural area. Some people complained to the sheriffs, but he always was against them, especially when a DEA and ATF were investigating them. He went straight up to him, says, we never have any problem with these guys, none. We actually, and he went on to say, we actually tell people, if you're in a situation, call and because 911 in a rural area to take some time for these people to get there. So they said, here's their personal, or here's their clubhouse number, call them, and they'll be able to get to you faster than we can. Can you imagine hearing that today? Back then, again, I've always said this, the older cops were the better cops because there was always that understanding. They never got a God complex when it came to bikers. Yeah, that started changing in the 90s, and there's always going to be them kind. But the older fellas, the older badges, man, they actually really got it. Now, for a, a sheriff to tell the townspeople, hey, it's going to take us a while to get to you called this club, that just shows you the, how can I say it, the cooperation of keeping the community safe. Because he knew, and this club, <laughs> you never crap in your own backyard, as it said. And that's why when a clubhouse moves into a neighborhood, it's going to be safe. There ain't going to be no dope dealing going on. There ain't going to be no funny stuff going on within a radius of that clubhouse because you don't crap in your backyard. So when I heard this story, I was like, man, I wish it was like that today. But he you know, also went on to say clubs sometimes bring it on themselves. He was talking about how, you know, instead of the defense funds and stuff like that, they put out there, you know, hey, if you get busted, you get busted. You know, and they went on to say how much they were able to improve their club without having to pay attorney fees and stuff. So I think that is just a wonderful way of looking at it, and it cuts down on crap. It really does. When you have clubs going out there and you see members getting busted for dealing Especially meth, man. You heard how I was about meth. But you hear them dealing like that. And next thing you know, they get busted. And then what happens? You got the media. You got the cops. All busted on the club. And now all of a sudden, they're the criminal organization. When it was only a few people that did it. You know, I can... The Mongols stuff. Their whole thing, their whole club got recoded. How is that even possible? There's a lot of great people in that club that go to work every morning, work hard. They just like partying harder. But you Rico a whole club over what a few people did because they were a part of a club at the time they did it? See, that is one thing that I'll never understand, how people are grouping clubs with these people that are, you know, just a few people that are doing something. But 
then you get on the point, well, maybe the club should maybe make a bylaw, maybe should uh, say, hey, you're on your own if this happens, or you're out on the street because we just don't need RICO anymore, or we just don't need the problems and the headaches anymore. That's what I think. <laughs> Again, my opinions are just like everybody's assholes, but common sense has to start being made one of these days. Because it's just going to get worse. I think the difference between now and then, and why it seems like it's picked up a lot more now, is 24-7 access to information. And clubs haven't evolved to understand that. The information, as soon as something happens, three minutes later, boom, it's on the uh, line. Or if... <laughs> Something's going down. You got people all around you with cell phones and they're live on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, or whatever. So the incident is well known before it's even over. But I think that's how profiling has gotten worse than it used to be is because it's available right away. And Leo is using that to their advantage where the clubs are not. You'd think that the clubs, and I know they got a lot of smart people. Most clubs are made up of veterans, for Christ's sake. You'd think they would put all this old way of thinking away and put their side of the story out. Now, I do know when clubs sit there and talk to the media, they do this what we call sound bites. Sound bites. They'll mix it up the way they think it's going to sell their paper. So I can understand why. You know, some clubs don't want to talk to the media because they always misrepresent what they have to say. But instead of just, you know, with the PRs, what I would suggest is instead of the one paper that you're going to contact, get your story out to everything, man. Everything on the local, the state, the national level. Get that PR person working so... At least it muddies up the water somewhat because you're not going to have two exact articles. So that argument can be worked around where, yeah, the media might portray us as this or that. But citizens are not stupid. They're not. They do not buy into what a lot of the media is talking about or reporting on. You know, it's called fake news, whatever you want to say it. Just look at how people, you know, take motorcycle clubs out of the equation. Look how the media is looked at because of the reporting on all this impeachment crap. Donald Trump, it's bash him, bash him, even though he's doing some stuff that's good. But they'll go to lengths to actually try to demean him, and people see through that. That's why they're the lowest ratings that's ever been with the media. Nobody trusts them. So going that way to different publications, you're able to get it out there. Yeah, they might cut it up, but people are not stupid. A lot of citizens actually, they'll feel for the motorcycle clubs. They really do. I know after Waco it was that way. <clears throat> you know, I think that's why Abel Reyna, 23 points in a landslide. He was kicked out of office and he was an incumbent. That is unheard of. Yeah, a lot of bikers got together and they really got out there to show what they were about, get out the vote. 
Which, personally, I think everybody, you know, bikers are not dumb. We can talk about politics. Yeah, you might not agree with my position or this guy's position, but we can debate it in an adult manner. I know a lot of people get upset when I bring up some politics stuff. Yeah, I know the old saying, you know, religion and politics, don't talk about it. But bikers are not stupid. And bikers need to understand what's going on out there. But anyway, going back to this Waco thing, it was really interesting how the citizens started backing up the bikers. Everything from the way the investigation was handled to the way the, the money was spent. But Tommy Witherspoon did an excellent job of reporting with the Waco Tribune. And he took a down-the-middle approach. It was so down-the-middle that Abel Reyna or his spokespeople wouldn't even talk to Tommy. But you've seen what happens when bikers get together and use the media to their advantage. That's all I'm saying. You, all you have to do is look at that case or the case with the Mongols on in Denver where the media was back in iron order and all of a sudden a lot of information started to come out and the Mongols did a news conference and next thing you know the media coverage is all against the cops. It's all against iron order because... Mongols were able to tie the Iron Order into Leo, and the the media were like, wait a second, this is, uh, you know, you got a correction officer that shot somebody wearing colors. Yeah, it didn't work out too uh, good for them. So, that's that segment for now. Let me know uh, your thoughts, man. I love the debates that always happen. I appreciate uh, the support. I'll uh, be back to close out the segment. Ladies and gentlemen, may I have your attention, please? Need your daily dose of biker news? Then what are you waiting for? Visit HarleyLiberty.com and keep up to date with all the happenings in the biker scene. And wait! There's more. Insane Throttle Biker News is now on Instagram. Come on over and give us a follow and get special video content not seen elsewhere on the net. Just type in Insane Throttle Biker News in the search bar. In your face, all over the place. We're online 24-7-24-7. Terror begins again. And welcome to this segment of Motorcycle Madhouse. How you guys doing out there, you hooligans? Today, we actually got a very interesting segment that we're going to be talking about. Before we uh, begin, don't forget to uh, visit us over on Spotify if you have not already done that. We have a new release every Sunday at 9 o'clock in the morning. Go ahead and look in the show notes and you see all our links. But today, we are going to be talking about... Let's see here. The YouTube Biker Creator Wars. You know, this is something that uh, is pretty interesting if you ask me. Uh, I always said that it's funny. People that have only been riding a few years think they know what the biker scene supposed to be about. 
Yeah, as far as YouTube creators were, there's been a dust-up back and forth. And you actually seen it for the last year or so when they went after Black Dragon. Now, everybody knows Black Dragon cool guy he don't want to see anybody hurt on the street so he gives advice on 99 percent protocol he does not give anything on one percent stuff he never claims to have but you know people attack him because he's trying to give information out to people that would help them on the streets now when i'm talking about on the streets here i am not talking about the internet okay there's a lot of people that confuse the two the internet is a fantasy world the only thing the internet has done for the scene is to put people out there and give them a platform to push their views and of course we know Actually, the older guys that have been around a while, they can actually tell who has been in the scene a long time and who hasn't. Now, does everybody have a right to give their opinion? Yes, I believe they do. I believe there's always two sides of a story, something that we pride ourselves on here at Insane Throttle and Motorcycle Madhouse, as well as our morning news uh, segments. We believe in letting people give their opinion. But at the same time, if you're going to give your opinions, don't be an ignorant. Okay? You, there is a lot of ignorant opinions out there. And they mostly come from guys that just got their bikes or they just got in the lifestyle and feel like their opinion matters. Well, I hate to tell you most of your opinions don't matter yeah you might think oh i'm able to get my opinions out over on the internet but when it comes to in real you know time real life those real those opinions really don't matter worth the crap now one of the biggest things that causes a lot of friction and again this is on the internet but really don't have a lot of impact on the streets is protocol okay black dragon talks about protocol at time i really try not to i really like the news angle of the the scene but he does that and there's uh chopper sosa man ghosting baby ghosting you know i love chopper man you got to go over there and see him if you haven't already great stuff over there uh, his channel's really grown and it's nice to see some actual creators out there that are Wanting to do something good for the community. Not these other freaking idiots who think their opinion matters. But anyway, they teach protocol. And one of the things that people don't like about protocol is, well, you know, why should I have to do this? Or why should I have to do that? And the favorite one I got, man, and this is actually a debate, is the Constitution. Now, my position is the Constitution gives you rights with the government. You know, that document that was signed uh, after we beat the hell out of the, you know, the British and stuff? These are rights that you have. But unlike 
the government, when you're on the streets, there is a whole different set of traditions. There's a whole different set of codes. You can't just go wave that constitution in front of these people. Now, I think one of the reasons why we talk about this so much is, quite frankly, we don't want you getting hurt. Before you dial 911, they're going to have you, there's going to be a uh, blood trail to be uh, found. And, you know, you got some creators who think they can wave around something because they were ex-law enforcement. Well, that's your ex-law enforcement. That don't mean nothing on the streets anymore. You can wave a gun all you want. There's somebody out there again in a patch that can wave theirs too and shoot just as fast as you. You know, I think that's what, you know, they got an audience for that stuff, okay? He has the ones that are disenfranchised and, you know, Daniel Boone, that's what I call him. And you know what? I can't even beef on him for that stuff because if he's stuck to that type of subject, and those type of videos, you'd actually have a good channel. But when you've only been riding a couple years, man, and yeah, you can tell your stories, well, I had this and I had that. Come on, man, really? Be real. Be real, man. You know, I've actually had people from his high school contact me and tell me all about it, send me all kinds of stuff. But you know why I don't put that out there? Because it's not news. It really isn't. When you give a platform to somebody like that, then you just let them, they do too much of this stuff and it confuses the people that we're trying to reach. It does no good. You know, I personally know what's up. And it was funny, he finally came out and admitted it. Finally. That no, he didn't show up to the debate we were supposed to have in person because, you know, I had a club member that was going to debate with him. But I guess he thought we were going to get physical with him. Now, why the hell would we get physical with him? Put in your debate. It was a debate. It had nothing to do with getting physical. No, what happened was you got scared. Be real. You got scared. Hey. You could have said, hey, man, I think this is what's going to happen. You know, could you make assurances that, you know, it won't? And I would have said, okay, <laughs> I'll make your assurances. Nothing's going to happen to you because it's a debate. It was going to be carried live on Motorcycle Madhouse. You have nothing to worry about. So <laughs> it made you look weak, okay, man? It, it, it really did. And for somebody who claims you're, <laughs> they're from Chicago, which you're not, and you just proved you're not, you wouldn't have backed out like that. It was ridiculous. But anyway, I do have to say I'm actually a fan of his, you know, his Daniel Boone videos. Our ideology, see what people don't understand about me is if my ideology don't match with yours, oh well, we got two different uh viewpoints but when you're going out there and telling people when it has to do with the biker scene to do this and do that and people could actually get hurt dude that's on you man how do you look at yourselves at the mirror and i'm talking about the other ones too i'm not just talking about this guy how do you look at yourselves in the mirror when you might be talking uh, from a desert or you might be talking from the comfort of your own home and somebody across the nation gets a bullet put in them, and this actually happened.
I think it was in Tennessee or Kentucky that somebody got blown away. This ain't no joke out there. It never has been a joke. So when you new guys get out there and listen to something like that, they're just setting you up for a whole world of hurting. Because it ain't funny when you're on the street and next thing you know, you're either getting a freaking, uh, you know, freaking pipe to the back of the head or worse, there's freaking firearms involved. There is some people in this world that take this lifestyle to the extreme. They believe in the protocol, they believe in the traditions, and they believe in their codes. So when you got guys out there talking all this smack about something they have no idea about, none whatsoever, how the hell do you listen to something like that? Now, I have my core base of listeners and all that good stuff, and they understand that if I'm wrong, I'll put it out there. I never have any problems with putting out if I'm wrong or not. That's just part of your reliability to your core audience. And being real is something, if you're in this scene, you need to be. You cannot be out there looking for views or looking for subscribers because, let's just put it this way, people are followers. And a lot's going to say, oh, I don't follow. Well, if one of the things that bikers used to be able to do is see through a bunch of crap. They were able to argue when they seen something was being said that wasn't right. They didn't take stuff on face value. The sad part of, the, of all this now is that they do. And that has changed the scene to where some people, and especially on the internet again, will say, well, you know, why do I have to do this? Why do I have to do this? Or the Constitution protects me. Whatever. That's why they do it. Because it's the internet. Now, years ago, when the internet didn't exist, or it wasn't a popular thing with Facebook or YouTube, you never heard this kind of stuff. And you surely didn't hear it on the streets. Because my question is this. What are you going to do when you're at a gas station and you got colors on because somebody's told you, I want to see MC start up all over the country. What are you going to do when that happens? Are you going to say, well, I got to dial 911? You think they're really going to let you dial 911? Really? Do you think that they're just going to let it go? No. They earned their patches. They went through a hang-around and prospect period that many people can't do. And one of the creators couldn't even do it, you know, twice. Come on, really? You're going to listen to somebody who couldn't do it twice and busted down and took off the colors, but you're going to sit here and listen to somebody on the internet to tell you this, this, and this. What's that say about you as a man? You don't have any critical thinking skills? Really? That's the first thing you need when you want to be considered a biker. But 
With me, I say there's nothing wrong with being a motorcycle enthusiast. I say there's nothing wrong with being an independent biker. Because if you know the history of this whole thing, independent bikers is really what made everything. People just got on that bike, went out partying, doing their own thing. Yeah, the clubs, they actually took the scene to another level because, let's face it, everybody wants to be a part of something. They do, and I understand that to this day, that's what people want. But there's a specific way of going about it. There really is. And that specific way of going about it has been laid down for decades. So how do you think that you as an individual or you get a bunch of guys together are going to change that. Really, how are you going to change that? Now, the perfect example, and I hate to use this, is there's one uh, reality show out there that talks or shows about a group of guys who have riding club, they threw on their one single patch, and eventually they ran into 81, which is part of the show, I guess. And they were like, oh, crap. You know, these guys aren't a real deal. You know, they learned an important lesson if it was choreographed, whatever. But if you put it in a real situation with any of the bigger clubs, yeah, that's showing you what's up. And usually you get one warning. I know this for a fact when this goes down. You'll get a warning. But you know what's even more funnier? They'll invite you to the clubhouse. Many people don't understand this with protocol. They'll invite you to the clubhouse, go over your colors, go over your name to make sure nobody else has that. So there is no problems. They're kind of like, the, you know, I talked about it in another segment where the cops actually went to the clubs to try to keep all the problems down to a minimum. And that's what they're doing. They're keeping the problems down to a minimum when it comes to all this, you know, if you throw it on a patch, had a name of another club, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to have all kinds of hell break loose. So this process helps you get through that without any problems. And what else does it do to you, for you? You get to party with everybody. You get to go out there and you actually get to earn money from your parties because everybody's going to show up to yours. Or do you want to be one of them clubs that just sit in the backyard uh, so-called clubhouse and not do anything, not go to any rallies, not go to any events, no hill climbs, racings with your colors? All you want to do is sit in the back because that's what most uh, happen that don't go and, you know, sit and talk. They're afraid. And let's be honest, that is what it is. And I never understood it, maybe because I've been around a long time, but take the colors off of these clubs and they're just men. It's just like somebody, it's an ordinary man. Sit there and talk to him like a man. Don't be afraid to go up to him and say, hey, you know, this is what we're thinking about doing. What do you guys think? Can you help us out? Uh, you know, give us advice? Because quite frankly, you don't have the freaking experience to even do it. So why not go to somebody with experience and get it off on the right start? Now, this is a proven fact. 
Most clubs that start up don't even last a year. And the, the, some that do, they won't make it to five years because they don't got the experience. They let power go to their head. They don't know how to run the club. So why wouldn't you take the advice of clubs that have been around 50, 60 freaking years? I don't understand it. I don't understand the logic of not doing it. And especially if you're getting the clubhouses, how are you going to make any money? What, are you going to have the members keep on paying out of their own pocket? You can't sell any, you know, drinks. You can't do nothing because you were afraid to go up to a club? It has nothing to do with your freedom being taken away like these other people preach. It doesn't. You know, you got law enforcement that's going out with they're this, they're that, and that's what's scaring people. They're really not like that, man. They go to work just like you and I. A lot of them are welders, truck drivers, mechanics. They're not freaking Al Capone, for Christ's sakes. Get over it, man. But don't sit there and listen to people that's never been around it. Or people that has just started up YouTube channels just to make, you know what, you make like $2 a freaking video. Is it really worth somebody getting hurt over $2 a video or building up a subscriber base? Are you kidding me? Is it worth getting somebody hurt over? So when you're busting on guys like Demon's Row or busting on Black Dragon for giving you guys advice, that's just hypocritical, man. You know, some of these YouTube creators can actually take a lesson from these two channels. Instead of going out there and starting all kinds of crap, you know, putting your personal opinions, which again, don't matter, on the street because we've only already seen that. We've seen the reaction to it. Oh, they might uh, get physical. What kind of crap is that? That's the reaction you get to one uh, sit down in person and talk. Yeah, I know it's quite different for them. Instead of being the, on the internet, it is actually in real person. But why would you think something like that? If you're a biker and a biker always stands behind what he believes, why would you think that? Why wouldn't you say, okay, let's sit down, I don't care if you would ask me questions beforehand. Is everything going to be all right? Blah, blah, blah. And I would have sat here and say, I give you my word. And I guarantee the guy that I had with the club, because he wanted to debate you on this, would have said nothing. He would have said, I give you my word. Nothing's going to happen. And you know what? After the debate, what would have happened? We would have probably went to the bar and had a freaking beer. It had nothing to do with hurting them. We would have sat down and had a beer, man, or took a ride. That's what would have happened. Just because we disagree doesn't mean we're going to beat the hell out of you. Now, I have to admit, since, you know, a lot of things that have been said, yeah, you might get a freaking black eye, man, with the way, you know, you've went off and some of these other creators went off. You dug your own hole, man. All you guys that are talking smack about clubs dug your own hole with them clubs. Now, a lot of clubs understand when I do things, I go down the middle because my audience just ain't made up of club members. My audience is made up of rubs, motorcycle enthusiasts, and I will not 
and I've told a lot of club members this, exclude them from my platform. Everybody has a say. I don't care if you're making $100,000. You love motorcycles, which means, hey, you're welcome on this platform. You're welcome to give your two cents. But when you give your two cents, don't be a hypocrite and don't be ignorant. Yes, you get your say, but don't be those two. Because what you're doing is making yourself out to be a fool. You're making yourself out to be somebody who doesn't know the lifestyle. Now, with independence, rubs. Now, let's talk about rubs. I always suggest, and a lot of rubs are with the hog chapter, and I've talked about that. But rubs... I suggest going up to the club members, introducing yourself. It doesn't mean you got to become a member, but you learn so much, especially from the Greybeards. I still learn a lot. I am by no means know everything out there. I don't claim to. I don't claim to give the best advice, and my advice ain't gospel. Some of it is crap advice. I'm the first one to say that. But go up to some of these gray beards and you'll be amazed when you walk away from that conversation of how much you learned about the scene, its history, its legacy. Our scene has, it's, the history is just awesome. But you cannot learn that history. You cannot learn the way things are done Listen to these kind of fools, and I do call them fools, because their mouth just runs like this, and they get caught up so much, it's funny. That's why I always say, be real, man. If you're wrong, you're wrong. Who cares? At least you admit it. You're being a damn man about it. Don't go out there and try to cover up one thing after another, after another, after another. Now, people have asked me about Fingers Johns. We had him on this show, and you can check that out. Now, does he have a place on YouTube to talk about this and that? Yes, he does. Even though I don't like it, I don't agree with his opinions, but I think there is some educational material in there. Again, I think a lot of it's wrong, and I think it's coming from a Leo perspective. But there are Leo motorcycle clubs out there that would probably like to listen to that stuff. Remember, I've always said in the old days, there was a line, we were here, and we they were there. Nobody ever crossed that line. But now, those lines have been crossed, and the Leo has their thing, so yeah, they're going to listen to him. I don't fault anybody for that. But when you get out there, you start agreeing with some of these other creators that have no damn experience whatsoever, or you want to say when you know because you infiltrated, did, you, did that uh, Constitution save anybody on the street? When they were confronted, did the Constitution save their butts from getting a beatdown? If you're being honest with your listenership, you're going to tell them, no, it didn't. That's if you're being honest. Because I never had anybody pull a constitution out when something popped off. That was my point of the whole thing. 
Now, do I believe in the Constitution? Hell yeah, I do. But that protects us against government and government entities, and it protects us, as supposed to, from cops. Especially with due process, illegal searches, profiling. But that don't protect you from getting an ass whooping. That's what you need to be telling your audiences. Hey, it's a dangerous place out there. Maybe go over and listen to Demon's Row, or maybe go over and listen to Black Dragon and learn something. Or better yet, go out there on the streets, go to a club, and learn it from them, the guys that are living it. You need to tell these people before they get hurt, this is entertainment, man. That's what we're all here for as creators. Entertainment. This radio show. This freaking... Uh, the freaking other shows that I do. It's entertainment. It has nothing to do with sending people out there unprepared to get hurt. And yes, I'm going to keep on beating that dead horse. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. You know, when I did that video everybody got up in arms about with the support club, in there, and not the support club, but wearing support uh, merchandise, you know the reason why I did that video? And you can see in the video, I think I put in there an incident when club guys came up on a supporter and beat him to an inch of his death because he was wearing another club's support gear. Again, did the Constitution help him? No. You gotta teach these people it's that dangerous. They came up with them with an axe handle and just beat them to a pulp. But you guys are out there saying, well, you guys, you know, I want to see clubs pop up all over the place, and if you have problems, go to law enforcement. Come on, fingers, you know that's crap. You know, you know what? You say the police are there to protect these people? Are you there when it goes down? Or better yet, <laughs> you go to Chicago when it takes a half hour to an hour for a cop car to show up on the west side, even if they do, or the south side. That constitution ain't helping them during that time, man. And they can't run to the cops when it goes down. So why would you give that kind of advice the people that you know if they're throwing patches on and get confronted, you know, you got some, like I said, you got cool clubs out there and a lot of the big ones are cool. That'd give you a chance to come on over, talk about it, get things worked out. Or you do got clubs out there that will whoop your ass. Why? Again, because they put the hard work in, they put the time in, and they believe in them values 125%, and they're going to defend them values just like you. we all want to defend the Constitution, especially the Second Amendment. We're going to go out there fight like, uh, like it's supposed to be done. Same thing in the scene. Same thing. So, to be disingenuous like you guys are with some of these people, it's just amazing. It really is. You got to start talking real. Now, if you're going to have an audience, a roundabout audience, cool. But you got uh, specific niches, that's fine and cool. You speak to one group, this one speaks to another. But 
when you try to attack everybody, everybody knows I'm going to come out blasting, man. That's just the way I am. But you go with, you know, BD's a nice guy, and you got some others that, you know, just ain't going to pay attention to you. But when I see there's a problem with what you say that's going to get somebody hurt, I'm going to stand up and say, hey, what the hell are you talking about? Have you done it? Have you been in a situation where this could happen? You already had one creator uh, in that position, and what happened? He took off the vest, which, you know what? I ain't going to even make fun of the guy. He did the, he did the right thing. He took off his vest because, God forbid, he would have got hurt. And I wish nobody ill will, man. Nobody. Because I'd be the hypocrite to say, hey, well, I want to see this guy get hurt. No, that ain't me, man. He just has a different opinion from me. That don't mean I want to see him hurt. You know, I ain't that guy. But again, I'll call it out. Hey, you can't be preaching this, even though it was a couple years after the incident. You can't be preaching it, man, because you already went through it and it happened to you. But you want to send others on a mission for it to happen to them? No, that ain't right at all, man. That ain't right. That it, You know what? You guys can go out there and talk all the philosophy you want. Yeah, that makes for good clicks and good views. You want to be controversial, be controversial all you want. But don't send people out there to get their freaking wig split or a dotted eye because you wanted ratings. Again, each one of these guys have a good content that they put out. Fingers Johns, he talks to the Leo crowd and those that uh, sympathize with the Leos. You got freaking uh, Back Road, he talks, oh my God, you know, he just likes controversial but he does good writing videos and he does good freaking I love the outdoor stuff and I'd be the first to admit I watch his outdoor stuff because I find it very interesting. The only thing I don't find interesting is his views when it comes to bikers because he hasn't been around that long. Now let's just take uh, an incident with him. He claims I've been riding for more than four years. No, you haven't, dude. We're talking straight up, man. You haven't been riding all these years like the rest of us. You might have had the sportsters in the 80s and 90s. That didn't make you a biker, man. It didn't. Because through all that time that you didn't have a bike, you can't give that kind of advice. You can't. But does he ride now? Yes. Does he try to work on his uh, stuff? Yes. Does he try to bring back what it used to be in the old days? Yes. I can't disagree with that. Because that's what he's trying to do. I see what he's trying to do. But then he gets on these tangents. These I know everything uh, crap. I'm a philosopher. This is social Marxism. You can't get into that crap when you're giving advice to people. You should try to nudge them in the right way. Hey, I love riding cross country or I love doing this and that. You guys should try this. But when you're trying to get into tradition and trying to buck that tradition for just views, no, you're hurting people then. And you're making yourself look stupid in front of the whole biker community because we used to not have this type of of forum 
to get the news out to everybody in the community. We always had to wait for it to show up in a newspaper if it ever did or on the channel six or seven news or we had to wait for Easy Rider or Biker Magazine or Outlaw Biker Magazine to come out. But that's something that you won't tell these people. So now you got an awesome platform where different kinds of people can give different kinds of advice but when you don't like what they say, you want to go out, well, you know, that's not a good answer or that's an ignorant answer. Dude, you're, you're not that damn smart, okay? So give it up, man. Stop trying to be something that you're not. You want to claim to be a biker, then be a biker and be for real, man. Don't sit there and try to claim something you're not. Again. Go do your videos on that Daniel Boone stuff, man. You know what? Hey, I thought, you know what? A lot of people complained about the fire video. I actually liked it, man, because I actually learned something. I'm a city boy, man. I just moved out to the country. Everybody knows I love fishing. They know I love hunting. Stuff that I didn't get to do in the city. I was never taught some of this stuff. And you know what? Oh, Chuck Gines, he actually taught me something. And people are going to go, wait, wait, you guys are supposed to be fighting. No, uh-uh. Me, personally, I got a different way of thinking when it comes to the biker community because I've been riding since 91 every single year. Been through it, done that. Every single year I've had a bike. I wasn't the one that only in the last four years had a bike or, you know, the last time I rode was in 1980. Come on, man. That ain't being real with your people. Be real. There's no reason to cover that crap up. Hey, that's who you were. There's nothing to be embarrassed about with your photography or you didn't believe in this or that. There's nothing wrong with that. You were a good photographer. You still are. So why to try to be something you're not? See, I, I, I just don't get it. I don't understand. Why be something you're not? Or why do you feel that you need to garner views and all that because you know what all our audiences are the same people that watch you watch me people that watch black dragon watch you everybody watches in the same circle so why be an idiot and try to buck that tradition oh i'm a non-conformist oh come on give me a break man that's a weak argument non-conformist you think that's what a biker's about yeah you got people that live outside of society's rules or they want to live an alternative lifestyle, but they still conform. Come on, you're not going to go down the street and, you know, do this or do that without consequences. No, you're not going to do that. Because if you were a nonconformist, you wouldn't be the one saying, hey, well, I'm going to call the cops. Come on, man. Get out of here. That's a citizen thing to do, but you're a nonconformist? Again, be real with yourself. Be real with your people. I think they... How many comments I've seen on your channel that, you know what? We love your writing videos. We love this, but when you start talking, you screw it up. <laughs> maybe you should listen to your people or maybe you don't care because you haven't really been growing at all. And I think you're actually losing people. So if you're going to set up a business and stuff as a creator, 
I'm not going to tell you your business, but you ain't doing it too hot, man. If you think pissing people off is your way to make it, you're wrong. Stick to what you know. Stick to what you know. Don't give advice on the club scene because you weren't there. You couldn't do it. Or like you say, it wasn't for me. Okay, it wasn't for you. Maybe I'll, okay, whatever. If you want me to give you that point, I guess I'll give you that point. Uh, but from the pictures I've seen, it looked like you were really into it. But hey, that's anyway, that's an opinion of what I thought when I seen them. But if you want to press that, hey, say, uh, you know, scooter tramps and stuff like this, this is the way they used to live. This is the way I've chose to live. Well, give that advice to them because that's what you want to do. But don't give a uh, advice on clubs and people to buck those traditions. Because, again, they're going to get hurt. Because a lot of people, again, are followers. And they're going to say, well, Chuck Jines or Fingers Jones, they said we should do this. Next thing you know, they're laying on the ground in a hospital or underneath the ground six feet under. That's some, that's some crap right there. So, again... Let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you guys think about uh, all that goes on, all that's talked about. What we should do as creators to make it better for you guys. Should we stick to our niches? Meaning the subjects we actually know. Or do you guys love to see the drama? Because like I said, if they want people uh, hit at me, I hit back with a ton of bricks, man. If they come at me with a ton of bricks, I'm bringing a building against them. So, you know, that's something that I personally don't like doing because it takes away from the message that I'm trying to give you guys. Because I got to take, what, 40 minutes I've been on this already talking about this subject where I could be talking about what's going on in the, the community, uh, about police profiling. I could be talking about biker news, how clubs need to freaking, you know, toe their line too, man, to make it where not everybody's looked at like that in the club world. I could be talking about that kind of stuff. I could be having the interviews on here. But instead, I'm addressing something like this. So, it's only hurting the audience, and, you know, like Black Dragon said, he ain't going to spend any time on it anymore, because it's taken away from you guys, and that's actually what we're here for. For those, and I actually seen another comment. Again, I've been riding since, <laughs> yeah, I've been riding every year, and had a bike every year, and I have my 01 Fat Boy right now. I'm actually looking for a backup jet bike. I know everybody's going to burn me down. But I've been riding that long, and I try to stick what I wanted to stick with. But as far as our station's concerned, we're radio. I do not understand what some of you people, I see, actually seen this comment on one of his, oh, he don't ride, you know what, get out of here. You know, and I like the ones that say, well, he has more miles than Black Dragon. What do you, what's Black Dragon supposed to do? Carry a freaking camera around him to entertain you guys 24-7 to prove that he rides a damn bike? How do you know? It, this is the internet and this is videos, man. How do you know that people ain't trailing their bikes and next thing you know, they're putting it up about 500 feet away from the trailer where you can't see it and say, well, I'm doing this, man. Look how far I rode. Common sense, people. Common sense. But we are a radio show. 
I am not a moto blogger. I am not out there freaking, you know, riding around and doing all. That's my personal time, man. After I'm off the radio, that's my time. I go to work, do my stuff. But this is the platform I chosen because this is where we started off at. Videos that you're watching me do. That's me doing the Motorcycle Madhouse on iTunes, Spotify, uh, all the other ones we're on. That's what you're seeing right now is a radio show happening. Talk radio, I guess it's called. You know, besides that, I'm going to be getting a lot of interviews set up. I'm hopefully doing uh, the gray beard se uh, segment where ordinary. you don't have to be a club member. You'd be an ordinary guy who's 60s, 70s, rode a long time, and let's talk about the old days. You don't have to be a club member because, again, I'm trying to reach other people. So... That is my uh, spiel on this segment. Let me know what you guys think. Really appreciate it. Well, that's it for this week's episode of Motorcycle Madhouse. Don't forget to go over to Insane Throttle's new YouTube channel and also get your daily dose of biker news every morning at HarleyLiberty.com. If you haven't done so already, go like the new Motorcycle Madhouse Facebook page. And until next week, I'm James Hollywood Machikari. And remember, keep that throttle cracked wide open.